I'm digging deep for the funny this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. Let's see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to tune to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. I mean, Just be no, here. Stressful situations where you need to derobe. I can understand that, but you should do that at home. Okay. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy Thursday, happy uh, while you walk around with one earbud in, helping your kids get candy for trick-or-treat, whatever it looks like for you. Hey, man, we happy to have you here. This is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet, and by number one, we mean it's a lie, bro. We don't chart on anybody's charts, and this is where you listen to lies, but we are the number one listen to lies podcast. And my favorite liar across from me, that's Wes, that's W-E-S, no T, that's Forever Young 89 on all of the socials, the ones that you ain't got to pay for, specifically, the motherfucking goddamn glue, Elmer Young around here, they call him downstairs, new daddy, but most importantly, here on our podcast, we call him our friend, what's going on, my guy? I mean, you know, regular degular shit is going on in my life, I really don't know what the definition of regular degular is anymore at this point, <laughs> like, sh- shit just be going on, sometimes I remember to, like, speak about it, sometimes I don't, so I apologize, um, I'm also gonna apologize in advance, because, you know, transparency here, um, the audio was a little tweaky last week as well, was it? Um, you know, yeah, 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 you know, I tried, I, I, had, I had a little, <laughs> right, I had a little different <laughs> setup, you know what I'm saying, and you know, because I know better and I do better, I reverted back to the old setup guy, so we shouldn't have any more of those issues. We're I, back. Yeah, I learned my lesson, and um, and just like my guy said across from me, you know, that I'm his favorite liar, I want to let you know in my family, that is actually a, like, if you had a tagline for a family, that that is our tagline, that we come from a long line of liars, so you are very <laughs> on brand. And I that's like why, that. you know what I'm saying, you my nigga with the hottest taste in the United States. That is Cat. Okay, with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at catandcrunch.com, or you can dip into the cereal shit. Or you can head on over to YouTube.com slash Dipping Butter Program, where you can listen to lies. And right now, it feels like I haven't potted in two weeks, so today, right mm. now... In this very moment, I'm very motivated to like give y'all some new lies on YouTube, but definitely you should not hold me, um, you know, to <laughs> Don't that fire. Wait on us. Um, <clears throat> you can also catch my guy, um, most and more importantly, here each and every Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life, um, wherever they place this thing at on the internet, because that's where it goes on the Dip and Buddy program. Um, they also refer to him as Big Money out of Shy Town, my nigga and yours. <laughs> I thought you were. I was hoping you were. For, and you know what? I wasn't even like waiting on with bated breath in the intro. It's like I hope you don't remember. I forgot that I hoped you didn't remember since last week because I don't oh, listen yeah, to us. Right. There are no fresh ideas in my mind from pop past podcasts because I don't listen to us. I listen to us on accident when I happen to be in the car when my wife is getting acquainted with us and keeping up with what we're talking about. So I'll be like, as I've told y'all before, like holding on to the passenger seat as we're riding to <laughs> Albuquerque, wondering what we're going to say next because I don't be fucking knowing, bro. Sure. So uh, keeping with the serial theme and shit like we was talking about, I got a question. Let's get right into the important shit. Let's talk dad shit right here at the top of the show. Okay. First of all, let me ask you, your girls, do they take the bus to school? Do you drop them off? How does that work? Yeah, I am the bus. I drop them off and I pick them okay, up. Okay, so you put them in a the big-ass car. You take the big-ass right. car to the big-ass building. You drop their big asses off. For sure. I mean, you okay, know, it's so, a little bit more, you know, in, in, intrinsic than that because, you know, safety and security. But, yeah, for, you know, the short <laughs> I mean, there's some other stuff. Yeah, short version. But, like, yeah, that's what happens. So, you, I mean, this is probably even a better question, uh, 
in your perspective than mine, but I'll offer mine later. Um, so when you go to pick them up and you're in the parent pickup line, and I know that's a whole thing that we can get into in itself because I've, sure. I've heard stories on other podcasts <laughs> about how the parent pickup line can be. We but could, I digress. We could definitely when you go to pick them the up from line. school, when you go to pick them up from school and they like throw their uh, Marvel Comics backpacks into the back of your car with them half unzipped and school papers are flying all over the place and they hop in your shit and you remind them for the third time this week, even though it's only the second day of school, to put on their seatbelts and all of that is going on. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. is one of the first things they say to you, I'm hungry? Like, are, Do you have hungry, fresh out of school kids in your house? Um, you know, uh, again, I, I like the verbiage that you choose to use when you tell these stories so eloquently. Um, I wish my kids were polite enough to say I'm hungry <laughs> when they got in the car. The, the It usually goes, they get in the car, they buckle up. Now, I, I train them. <clears throat> I usually run them through a gamut of questions, you know, hey, okay. how, you, how, was how you doing? How was your day? What'd you I do today? Because I'm already what, distracted. Okay. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you have for lunch? I like to fuck with them on Wednesdays and Thursdays, particularly about lunch because Wednesdays is a half day. They don't have lunch. So I like to ask them particularly every Wednesday. Man, fuck them lunch. half days, bro. So, so yeah, fuck them, but whatever. But I, I, as my sister refers to them, orgy days. If you want to know about that, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But so on Wednesdays, they don't have lunch. So I fuck with them by asking them what they had on Wednesdays. And then you already know this is the number one pizza on Thursdays podcast on the internet. So I I know That's what they fact. have on Thursdays. I just like to fuck with them again on Thursdays and ask them what they have for lunch because I know the answer and they get so like <laughs> exhausted by me asking that question. You, period. But like you throwing them a softball for them to hit it out the park and they still yeah, fucking it up <laughs> for sure, for sure. So like, <laughs> so after we get through, you know, the, the the usual meal of shit, it usually comes down to friend. When we get home, can you give us a snack? There it is. Yeah, there it is. And, that, and that's, that's what I'm here for. Usually within the first five minutes of the pickup, like, and and particular, it pisses me off for real, for real, because like when I pull up to the school to pick them little niggas up, the little one be on second recess where y'all eat y'all snack at. So like, you should be <laughs> fresh off of a snack, bro. But like, kids don't understand the difference between food and snack. Like they think the shit that you put on a plate. And put on the table. Now that's some food. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. fam? And I'm not fucking with that. Everything else outside or a happy McDonald's, that's food too. But like everything else is a fucking snack, bro. They don't, if you give them rice in the middle of the day, it's a snack, fam. They don't <laughs> they don't understand none of that shit that they're talking about. Or like they just now no. start to get good at like, can, can you give me something to eat? Like that means they want real food when they say, Can you give me something to something eat? Something to like, eat, yeah. Some, that, I want substance. They don't know what substance yeah. is, but that's basically what they're getting. That's at. basically what they're asking for. Anything other than that is basically give me the thing with the highest sugar content in it in the house, please. Kids grade zero through three are some of the most interesting creatures white God has put on this planet. Now, fourth through 11th grade, they're a bunch of fucking weirdos, right? Like they're, they're weirdos from fourth through 11. And then at 12th, they become human beings again that you kind of got to reintroduce yourself to. That's another podcast we got to have another time. I'll give you You got to kind of get to know your 18 year old once they turn like more grownish, but they're interesting human beings, zero through three. And I wanted to come here to talk to you about this because Cameron, my daughter, six years old, first grade, rides the bus to and from school, even on her half days. So it's so amazing to me how I've had the pleasure a couple of times here and there, because I'm usually at work by the time she goes to school. But sometimes I'm either off or sick there or whatever, doctor's appointment, I get to put her on the bus. First of all, it's amazing how 
there's just such a wide rainbow of possibilities of the change your child can take from the time you put them on the bus to the time you take them off the bus. Mm -hmm. And you really got to be prepared for fucking anything. Like I've put Cameron on the bus and she's come home with a whole different set of clothes. And if you're a parent, you know what that means. You ain't got to ask, you know what happened today. (laughs) If if your child comes home in army fatigue pants that you didn't buy and a fucking t-shirt with Balky on it from perfect strangers, like, Oh, Well, you had an accident. You didn't even got to ask. Had a like, accident, huh? Fam, Cameron's gotten off the bus. I think I talked about it here before. Gotten off the bus with her hair completely disassembled out of her braids on the first day she had. Bro. She's come home with an empty backpack, like nothing in it. And when I say empty, you're like, I mean, what's the big deal? She's in first grade. What could she possibly be in? Yeah, but it's alarming when it's empty and she don't got no papers from the day. Her homework folder is absolutely empty. The crayons you know you sent with her is empty. There's no code in there. There's no nothing. And she was the last person off the bus, which immediately makes you alarmed. Like, okay, you didn't let the kids on the bus just disassemble your backpack and spread all your belongings. Like, her, she didn't have no library books in there, and I know it was library day, so I'm full panic. But that's not even why I brought this up. I digress. The eating thing. When Mm -hmm. Cameron gets off the bus, the first thing she said, like, she don't even step off the last big step. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like step, step, big, Big don't fall down step, right? Like, she don't even get off the big, don't fall down step before she's asking me, get a bowl of cereal. Mm -hmm. Like, she asks for a bowl of cereal every fucking day. And I've lived this life for about a year and a half now, right? And finally, today, I've started kind of breaking down in my mind and processing what happens in my brain when this happened. Because as a parent, your initial knee-jerk reaction is like, God damn, can you fucking just hug me first before you start asking me for shit? But then I started realizing, right, on days that are like fluke days when she gets off and don't be hungry right away, I kind of want to be like checking the teacher's school schoolwork when she don't be hungry enough. Like, did you you feed my baby today, bitch? Yeah. There's a part of me. There's a part of me that wants her to be starving when she gets off the bus. Cause then I feel like she had a full day, but when she comes off the bus and she ain't hungry and she's all just like, Hmm, I could stop at the playground if you wanted to, I'd be concerned. And I don't know what part of my mind that is. Like why now I do be frustrated when the first thing she does is ask me for something, but I do be wanting her to be wiped out when she gets home. Like, look, all I want is a peanut butter and jelly, some plain Fritos, a squeeze it, and you to get the fuck out of my way. That's basically how she gets home. Like, I want you to right. get out of the way, right. get me a sandwich, and just leave. Like, I just need to decompress. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how they get that mentality super early in their school careers. Like, it don't take to they got where they start making a fucking clay volcano before they start being stressed out from school, which is interesting. I mean, you know, not not to get too deep into it, but you know, it's the whole school is programming you for like corporate America. You know right, what I'm saying? So right. what's the difference from when you get off when you need your 30 minutes? Dog, she I like, need all the she, minutes. She like, hey, cuz, check this out. If I could get my own <laughs> snack, I wouldn't even be fucking with you right now, dog. Like, if y'all didn't make me I do all this. I need you to this, teach me how to yeah, pour this cereal. If you, yeah, if y'all ain't make me do all this asking bullshit around here, I'd just get it and go sit down somewhere. But since y'all got this whole authoritarian shit going on around here, like, I gotta fuck with you for a minute. So I want a snack, bro. And I just want to leave you the fuck alone for a minute. And then we can reconvene after that. So I think, I think that's all that's attributed to. And then, like... 
bro, these kids, is just, they don't got it as hard as we had it, bro. And, like, I don't know if we're making it up at this point because it's so consistent across the board with us. <laughs> like, we are definitely our parents hiked five miles in the snow with only uphill a windbreaker on uphill. But you know what I'm saying? That we are definitely them in a different way. Like... But bro, it seems like you. It seems like the wind can't blow too hard. But for these kids, you know how like <laughs> we will open the door on a crazy snow day, and you would have to like double dutch out the door. Like if the wind is blowing too hard, these kids second guess if they should even be going to school today. And it's like, fan, like you can't. They these kids really like no no like regular kid danger. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like again, I'm a part of the generation that. I got off the bus stop at the wrong stop and I did whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And I came <laughs> I came home an hour or two late and that was almost the end of my life. Like these kids don't do shit like that no more. Like, cause they just want to run home, lock themselves in their rooms with their fucking phone, fam. So like in the it, safety it's, bubble. Yeah, it's it's the programming interest. So like even I'm I'm glad. Like I think me and my wife are silently on the same page. I don't know if the kids have picked it up for like <clears throat> It's really advantageous to them in their time, but like I used to do it when I was a kid, and I'm pretty sure my dad programmed this into me. But like, when you come home from school for several reasons, like just do your fucking homework as soon as you get home. Like I'm of the generation that this I is had, so much better. Just yeah, I'm of the generation I had to come home and sit down at the table and do my homework, and that's you really had to be like, visible when you, you were doing it. So visible. I knew I didn't have to ask you later. I knew you did it because I watched you doing it at the uh, glass fucking like, table, the glass like, wobbly tables where I want you. Like, if by the time my parents got home at 5, 36 o'clock, I was in my room sleep, I'm getting woke up to be asked if I got my homework done or not. Like, they're not, you know what I'm saying? They're not over my shoulder watching me, but like, nah, that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? After And again, you just got to get that programmed into you. So even, shit, once I got to, you know, shit, really middle school and shit, like, it's just so pro- that you just automatically do it. And like I say, it's advantageous for you and your time. Because like I said, these fucking kids get out at 240. We home by 3. Y'all little punk ass homework can be done by three thirty, and then you little niggas got the rest of the night to throw your Power Rangers around. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you might as well just get the shit done, so you can like go off into that little world that y'all be want to go off into, anyways. Dog, I the second little dad rant I wanted to share with you too is like, and you alluded to it when you were saying your part. Why the fuck don't kids like? What age is it before kids be remembering what the fuck they did all day? Like, how did I leave? Oh like, how did God. I drop you off at eight thirty? Next time I saw you was three whole thirty in the afternoon, and I asked you, "What did you do today?" And they just like, I, "Bro, I don't know. Like, what the fuck here. you mean? I don't know." I, it's it's to the point, like you say, being the adult, like you don't want to catch no attitude with your kids. But like when I be running through my game of the questions, and I be like, "All right, well, what you do to school at school today?" And these little niggas always want to start off at lunch and recess. I be wanting to be like, "Hey, don't they go straight to lunch?" I don't ever want to hear about lunch and recess. <laughs> I I know that you niggas had lunch and recess. That's the one thing I don't give a fuck about. I don't care what you ate. Like, we I, we talked about lunch already. I know you had lunch already. You don't got it to, like, I need to know what you actually did in school. And, like, Jackie went through it last year. Of course, she was in school by herself, so I expected it. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, I discovered, like I say, even with the little one now, like, I went to go get her from school early one day. It was probably about 2, it was, I think it was maybe, like, 2.20 that day, and they get out at 2.40. And, like, when they called him to bring her up to the office, they was on the recess. I was like, no wonder the fucking kid don't know what she did all day. Because the last thing she did before I asked her was played around on the goddamn <laughs> She like, literally played all her I thoughts out. I wouldn't know anything either. I, all I would know is that I wanted a snack as soon as I got in the car when I get home. 
Because let's be honest, when you go on the playground, all you do is like shake all your education straight onto some sawdust and wood chips. Like yeah, you drop everything yeah. you learned for the day onto wood but, chips in front of the I mean, and I don't, it was probably different for you, but like the senior around here, she, I, I ask her. So I, I used to ask her every day last year. I don't ask now because I know what the fucking answer. Like I've, I'm defeated. I've just surrendered. <laughs> she wins. What the fuck did you learn today? Because I know the answer is never or is nothing today and forevermore. Like to the end oh, of the school for year. For the last three years just, of high school, you don't learn shit just you just you confirm what like, you've already learned in high yeah school. like and i even like I, I i don't at this point i'm not even asking so much for like what did you learn today because i know the shit that you learned in high school is mid at best you know mid what i'm saying like best. it's super mid so like i really be asking to know what bullshit they still teaching you that they taught yeah. me as well so i can yep. give you the game that they're not gonna give you about it like what they tell you like hey check this out that's all a lie you don't, don't worry about history, though. Shit. You ain't gonna yeah. never need to know that. Oh, <laughs> bro, only niggas that. that need to know history is the people that go to museums on their day off. Like, for sure. If you're not gonna be one of them niggas that like to just go to the museum, don't worry about it, bro. Get your seat and get up out of there. It, it's the craziest just, shit. It, yeah, if it's if it's not your bag, like if if you not if you are not a humanitarian, to you know if you're not a humanities major or if history or you know if that ain't your thing, then that's not your thing. Like it, it blows my mind at this point. Like. I get it. You know what I'm saying? That was the the founding of America. Like, the motherfuckers That's from how England. we got here. Yeah, the motherfuckers from England, like, trickled in. But, like, to really now, at this point, to know that y'all are really, like, salt banned the truth into the story, fam. Like, <laughs> keep and- that shit, bro, and tell us something that really... Like, why, why in 2022 is them kids probably still learning about fucking... Uh, the Revolutionary War. Like, I understand it's important to an extent, but, like, it's probably a cliff note at this point, fam. Like, yeah, we fought with some niggas. We won. We moved on to the industrial age. <laughs> like, and we and we made it. Like, but the real shit that's going on now, because so much has happened. Like, and I, I understand it's all important, but, again, like, y'all still teaching the same bullshit out of the same edition that I had 15 years ago. And what I really fucked up is they got too much fire content that can get this all wrapped up in less than two hours for you. Like, I can sit you in front of Hamilton and get you everything you need, I dog. Like, right Lin-Manuel Miranda really fucked it up for uh, history class. He did. He did. I could definitely sit you down in front of Hamilton and, like, ask you to write me, like, a story about And then that's another thing. I was thinking about this the other day, too. Like, and, and again, I, I will credit some of this to me maybe not being in the right mindset. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to the best of my abilities. <laughs> and even I was joking <laughs> with my wife the other day, and I was saying, or I was joking with my sister, and I was telling them, like, yo, when you got to write a paper in high school, college, whatever the case may be, like, what is the harm in putting quotes around somebody else's shit and just citing your fucking source, fam? Like, you want to know what? No thought is original. I found this thought. It's he literally said still. everything that I wanted to say. I couldn't have said it better. I just cited my source, fam. Like, silly me, somebody got to, to it first. Like, I, I don't know how this possibly happened. But, like, even outside of that, like, nobody ever really told you in those papers they were really looking for you to express your opinions. They always made it seem Just like document the facts for me. Yeah, it always made it seem like document the facts for me. Like, and I and I th- and maybe particularly now because I pod every fucking week and I talk too goddamn much. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let me. Ex- what if that? If you would have told me that shit 15 years ago, I could have told you everything that was on the top of well, my. We got grade. the podcast sickness now. Like, we got the I sickness. Do, we express our it's opinions terrible. way too much. Our wives don't want to hear this shit, and all we do is like. Damn. 
you get you get around your family members and y'all all sitting around with paper plates trying to eat barbecue chicken. Bro. And here you go doing the show again. <laughs> like, I'm so, yeah, I'm so tired of talking to my family and having uh, so many goddamn metaphors and too many <laughs> angles to explore. I just I literally just explained that shit to my dad. I was telling him, like, at this point in my life, dad, like the people who need to know stories, know stories. I was like, but I share enough of my life to direct people right to the podcast. Yeah, just go over there and check your stories. Go over there and tell, like, I don't want to tell the same story seven times. Like, I did tell it one good time, though, over there on one episode. And if you catch up with that shit, you'll know, you'll know every. And again, I credit you for telling me that there are people out there in the world who are getting their timeline right from 161 episodes of this joint. We are legitimately the Encyclopedia Britannica of bullshit. Um, let me get some more of your opinions here. Okay. <clears throat> you are from Columbus, Ohio. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. College football season is more than underway. We don't talk sports here, so don't y'all even trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buckeyes, as we speak, are 7-0. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got done watching what was they playing Iowa this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I thought it was super interesting. And I'm going to definitely ask you about Urban Meyer being on the sideline after he's been canceled and fired and fired talk, again. Talk about it. It's so fun to watch him resurface. Yeah, yeah. Him and Jim Trestle, they love to just resurface, oh, resurface yeah. after being fired in Scarlet and Gray, which to me is a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. But I got a different question for you. Being that we're in college football season and the leaves are starting to fall off the trees and autumn's coming and cold-ass Halloween's almost here. For me, as a born and raised Buckeye, it just starts getting my mind and spirit prepared for OSU Michigan Week. Now, I know we're not there yet. We don't got to talk that yet. But you and I both grew up under Beat Michigan Week. It's a whole thing. It's a vibe. It's a culture. It's it's a life experience. It's not just a football game. It's a thing. Like, you feel it coming weeks before it even gets here. And it's something that we grew up all our lives, and it's always been the, at the forefront of entertainment for us. And then it's also dope to, like, watch ESPN and see how the world reacts to Ohio State-Michigan games, especially as of late because Michigan's been good lately, so our games are actually big productions again as we grew up with and all of that. There's a whole lore around it. Right. Getting to the point. Now, we know that Ohio State versus Michigan, if not, is the greatest rivalry in sports. If not the greatest rivalry in sports, it's top three, top five. Without question. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. argue. In, in all, in all the sports. For, like, I'm definitely going with like the top. But I like, got I'll, a number one, but if you want to argue, you ain't getting me out of the top three. I don't even. I, I, yeah, not out of the top three. I, I'll argue somebody else that is. It's not top five. Like it's still. It's top three. You know what I'm saying? Like we're mm-hmm. not going to five. Top. We're not going to three. five. It's top three. And stop no, playing with us. Top three. Stop playing. And not three. But here's my question for you, and I want you to close your eyes, and I feel like this might be the first time this has ever been presented as an argument for this, right? Okay. Ohio State, Michigan is what it is. It deserves what it is. But I want to present to you an argument for a possible better rivalry than Ohio State-Michigan. Are you ready? Okay. Yo, the Rock versus Stone Cold might be a better <laughs> rivalry than Ohio State. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Here's why. <laughs> Here's why. And I'm not just being silly, bro. Yeah, you are. The Rock <laughs> versus Stone Cold. Listen, hear me out. I got written down stuff here to argue this with you, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we can easily say that WWF Attitude Air, me and you have talked about mankind getting thrown off the cage, one of our best episodes discussing what must have been going through his head as Undertaker was throwing that nigga to a 
a, a certain death off of the fucking steel cage, right? But we remember how electrifying the Rock and Stone Cold's rivalry was in the early 2000s, right? Like, that shit was electric. And here's why I want to reintroduce Rock versus Stone Cold to the all-time rivalries list. Here's what's very unique about that rivalry that a lot of rivalries can never say, right? Ohio State, Michigan, uh, what you want to do, fucking uh, Cowboys versus fucking, who's the Cowboys rivals? Um, Eagles or whoever you want to fucking say, whatever baseball rivalries you got out there, whatever you want to say. I think Rock versus Stone Cold is the only legitimate rivalry that played that high in popularity and brought in that much money and that much attention to a particular business or sport where you could honestly say that most people flip-flopped on whose side they was on with that rivalry. Like, it wasn't like Rock was the good guy and Stone Cold was the bad guy. Week to week, every Monday night, it just kind of depended on the storyline on who you was rocking with. Like, and I don't feel like in any other rivalry could two different oppositions be fucked with equally the same way. Like, I fucked with Stone Cold just as hard as I fucked with Rock. Okay, I give, I give you I that And I don't think point. there's any other rivalry where it's like, in Ohio State, you ain't got to ask me what I want to happen. <laughs> Ever in life. Yeah. Ever. Ever in life. Never. Whoever LeBron is playing against, you ain't got to ask me who I want to win. Ever in life. You know what I'm saying? Whoever the Steelers and Steelers Brown, you ain't got to ask me. But Rock Stone Cold, well, you got to tell me what happened last weekend. Like, now, did, did Rock do some bullshit when Stone Cold was in the hospital and he was just trying to get his leg worked on? Did he slam a, a steel chair up against uh, Stone Cold's knee? That was kind of fucked up. Rock, I kind of want you to lose this week. I don't know that there was ever a rivalry where I went back and forth that much. So I'll, I'll start with love because I love you and I love this scenario. Before I just get okay. into my contrarianism for podcast purposes. <laughs> um, you your closing arguments is what like has me on your side with that. I've never seen a rivalry where I've loved both sides equally. I could I couldn't really and I, even right now I'm trying to say like nah I think I like the Rock more but then I start thinking about some of that Stone Cold. You start shit, thinking I'd about like, some of them Stone Cold entrances and some of them yeah, beer slaps, yeah, nigga. Them, fam, I swear to God, that's a, it, and you want to know you want to know what's the best beer slaps for me? Beer slaps with the vest on. If you don't got the like Stone Cold with the beer vest. slaps. With the vest on, Baldy better with the are vest. the best beer slaps of all times. Also, real quick, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the highest rated wrestler in panties of all time. Because I never liked wrestlers that wore panties until yeah, Stone Cold. Probably, probably I'm, I don't, I'll fuck it, I'll say it. <laughs> never looked at his dick in those panties either. Never did it. Never, I don't think never Stone Cold has a dick. And that's exactly. not, I'm not even saying that disrespectfully. He's like, a, he's like an action figure. I don't figure. think he has a dick. He's like an action figure. He's like an action figure, bro. Like, <laughs> okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? But for contrarianism and podcast purposes, um, I'm I'm definitely, I think I'm going to boot. I'll give him, uh, I'm get, I'm between top five and top ten. Now that I'm like okay. talking out loud okay. about it. All right. Now Let's I'm do talking it. out loud about it. Um, all because... A nigga could have erased both of them niggas' legacies. <laughs> like <laughs> All they right. could have, they could have never okay. put them niggas in the script. <laughs> like this never. A nigga could have lost the files man. and all they shit. <laughs> they could have been out of here. You know, there was I'm one saying? flash drive away from being nothing in this. Yeah, so like okay, you know, all and right. again, that's just me being on my contrarianism shit. And like in I in like conjunction it, with that, I was writing down, you know, maybe some verses that might fall higher. 
then you know the 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 rock and stone cold for funny purposes um okay. so the first thing that i wrote down right out the gate while you was talking was the grinch versus christmas like, <laughs> <laughs> the grinch versus christmas might be a top three rivalry of all time and like not even it's them people he really hate the people and you really gotta like dig into your bag to get into shit like that but like right off the bat, dog, I was Here, like... Here's what makes the Grinch versus Christmas <laughs> special. The lead-up to game day. Like, the fucking Grinch. Grinch was in the off-season getting so prepared for game day. I'll, I'll fuck with you on that. Like, you that know I didn't have on my like, That was I, a dark my, horse. My ops is my ops at all time. I'm never letting up on you niggas spin a block twice like it ain't nowhere to park. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> What else do I have written down here? Um, I put Beyonce versus every member of Destiny's Child ever. Like, okay. if, uh, besides Kelly Rowland, particularly of course, La- Latavia. What's her name? Latasha, Latavia, Latoya, all the la la las. Yeah, the three la la las. They had to go. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think they want no smoke with Beyonce. If you really, I'm sure if you peel back some of the layers of that Destiny's Child shit, fam, it's a like dark court documentary that needs to be had about that shit. Um, also wrote down um Kaepernick versus the NFL. They still mm. hate that nigga dog. They kicked him out of a whole organization. Um and again, that well, it was written, you know, after he started doing that kneeling shit and he wouldn't get the fuck up, but like you couldn't really script that out. He kind of did that on his own. So again, it's it's the scriptedness of the rock and stone code that's getting me. And then honorable mention, you know what I'm saying? Last time I list is 50 Cent versus Ja. You know what I'm saying? Like 50 Cent versus Ja is way up there. That's that's time. I think that goes up in the top five for sure. Can I share something with you about the Kaepernick versus NFL thing? Of course. Now that we have a podcast and we've been doing this for a significant amount of time, sometimes it's hard to remember the days when we didn't have a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And you, me, we're both human, people that listen to this. Hopefully y'all are human and we're not broadcasting to bots and that's where we're getting our numbers from. That would be nice. Uh, We all have said things that later on down the line was like, oof, that probably didn't age so great, right? Like, I remember saying something, and I'm going to share with y'all what I said back then, and y'all can't kill me for it because time washes everything away, okay? Do you know what episode and I'm this a came? sports fan. Do you know what episode I, this came from? Are you about to tell on yourself? I didn't say it on the podcast, oh, but I'm going to say, say it here okay. because oh. I can explain it better here, right? I was going to say, are you setting a precedent, nigga? What? So I am, I'm a football fan. Right, mm-hmm. I, I really used to pay attention to NFL football really, really hard, really, really closely, like really, really closely. You made me so when the Kaepernick thing first, first popped off. Now I'm talking about before Trump said anything or any of that. When Kaepernick first started taking his knees and shit, and they first removed him and kind of like, oh, Colin Kaepernick is stepping away from the San Francisco 49ers for a while, and they're going to figure out what they're going to do with him. And then the the before there was ever even a Black Lives Matter, when some of the like pushback and protesting first started bubbling up, I remember folding my arms, watching ESPN, sucking my teeth and going, man, Colin Kaepernick is ass anyway. He only taking a knee because that nigga trash at quarterback. <laughs> now, that statement aged horribly. But I remember honestly thinking to myself when the first Kaepernick shit started coming down, I was like... This nigga just doing this to distract us from the fact that he'd have been uh, averaging an interception and a half per game every week for the last season. Right. 
he ain't out of the league because niggas don't like him taking a, lead, a knee. He's out of the league because he's trash at quarterback, bro. And I was saying that for a couple of weeks before I was like, oh, this is probably bigger than football. I should probably chill out. I mean, and I'm glad I didn't have a podcast at the time because I would have recorded that shit at the time. I, and I can understand, but I guess what quarterbacks got to understand is it's kind of along the same lines of something that T.K. Kirkland said. Um, T.K. Kirkland was talking about bitches, but it applies here, um, where he said, there is a new crop graduating every June, my guy. Like... Take that knee all the, and again, this is outside of anything pro black that I ever feel about anything, but like, take that fucking knee if you want to, bro. Like, there's somebody ready to graduate, ready to be, ready to be a backup quarterback, fam. Like, That's I don't, I don't know if you understand right that. in your spot. They'll get him right in your spot, G, but not to get off topic, kind of stand in the NFL realm more. For me personally, I thought about this the other day, fam. Um, and this is no shots to anybody, um, particularly anybody who I may love, but. Why do women only like two, maybe three NFL football teams? The Cowboys and the Steelers. And I, I don't know if it's mention, because it matters. Honor, honorable mention, two. Come on, give the third. That's why I said two, maybe three. Come on. The third the third is kind of a toss-up because the Come Cowboys on. and Steelers are the top two. But I kind of want to go Raiders at three, but it could go either way. Like, there's a third. There's an interchangeable third for I sure. Put, you got I, for put, the third? I put the Browns in the third slot. Okay. Okay. I put, but I, I came up with another list off. I came up with two more teams off to the side. Actually, the girls only like credit. the Cowboys and Steelers. Only the Cowboys and the Steelers, bro. Because like <laughs> I saw, it was so funny. Wild football was on last night, and I thought this post was dope when I seen it. But they were particularly shouting out girls from my hometown, Youngstown, Ohio, and they were saying like, "Yo, girls from Youngstown, Ohio, love football. Like when football season come around, they be on it just as much as dudes be on it. They talk shit." All of the above. And it made me smile because I married one. You know what I'm saying? Right, I got and one that, of those. I that got is, one of those. That is so fucking accurate. But then, you know, things that I shouldn't do that I tell myself Look, not to you do. you go analyzing shit as a podcaster. You got tapped, a pod. I tapped on that comments button, boy. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, I got to retrain myself to stay out of the comments again, fam. I'm going to. No, I'm gonna, never stay out there. The best. I, I, I have to, bro, because there are terrible things in these comments. When you when you really dive into some of these posts, fam, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> All of you are gathered here? Oh, my God. Like, I can't believe this. But, like, when I tapped on the comments and I started scrolling through the comments, all I saw was stars. And it, that that applies for both of them. All I saw was stars, mm-hmm. either blue ones or the red, black, or and white ones. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So the only other teams that I gave, uh, you know, honorable mention to besides the Browns were the Lions and the 49ers. It's weird. It's, it's very, very weird. very weird. And I hate to be so minimal. And I, it, I'm i sorry, y'all, if this comes out as like I'm just downplaying women and their ability mm-hmm. to be intelligent fans. And that's not what I mean at all. Trust me, because y'all know I would tell y'all if that's what I meant. But I wonder if it's as simple as the Cowboys and the Steelers. And I remember this because I was alive and off the porch, as they say, mm-hmm. when this happened. Mm-hmm. But the Cowboys and the Steelers were some of the first actual NFL properties and franchises that actually started printing and selling women's jerseys and women's pink jerseys. Mm-hmm. Like they was kind of first on that wave. So they kind of deserved the win if you think about it. Cause so they, they was that. the first ones to say, there's a market here that's untapped. Like we they really need that. to start. Cause mm-hmm. if you remember mm-hmm. when we was growing up and we was in school, it wasn't no girls jerseys. It wasn't no so. pink jerseys. They weren't even marketed to like You're, y'all was supposed to be putting like spraying canned cheese on crackers I wonder, and bringing them in the living room for your man while he watched the game. You wasn't supposed to be in there. Nah, I want to let you know you're uncovering something, though, because like one, I want to give them the Panda Awards because like great job. You figured out how to like get more Panda fans. Buck. 
But then, too, maybe they should make those WNBA jerseys in 3X. <gasps> yo, listen. I, li- yo, you're the <laughs> smartest nigga in podcasting. Because, listen, it, bro. Okay. Where they at? Let me, maybe they, let me turn maybe down they, my excitement. Hold on. Let, let me, me turn this. down my excitement. Let me say just this, a second. Because maybe, maybe they exist and we don't know. And this could be that segment of we are totally wrong with everything we're saying. And it's like, motherfuckers, if y'all I don't even want to look it up because I'm so either. enamored with the fact that this might be a genuine idea. Because listen. I don't like or give a fuck about the WNBA, but I'm here to tell you, I would spend over a hundred dollars on a WNBA men's jersey. I absolutely all wear I'm, a men's all I'm, W. I would because their jerseys and their shit, their merch is far. And all, I, why don't and we got hats? Why are I'm there saying, no WNBA hats? All I'm saying is I don't know a single nigga named Oladipo, but I'm sure there's a bitch that plays basketball with the last name Young, and I could probably rock that. I, would, I could probably do that. Damn, even if it ain't my name, bro. I would, I would rock a Lisa Leslie jersey if they made that shit cut for men. I would, bro. 100%. I would rock some of that shit. That's hard. Yeah. Yo, that's a, a what Skylar, are they doing? A Skylar Diggins, a Skylar Diggins, a, a fucking. I would hoops. rock. I'd wear a hoops jersey, nigga. Shit. Uh, what's other Candace Owens? I would rock, bro. Some of them shits. I would Brittany rock. Brittany Griner, say her name. Bro, that's where. That's how you get her out. That's, That's how come, you get her out. You sell gotta, Britney Griner jerseys. You pay off the debt. Somebody got to call. Bada bing, bada boom. We solved the problem. We just, we just created a debt for Britney Griner to get out of jail, but fuck it. That's what podcasting's all about. <laughs> that's what it's figuring out in real time. But seriously, though, that's a brilliant... I would, If nothing else, because, I mean, you know they're going to do it wrong for at least the first few years, right? And then, like, they're going to sell the jerseys. They're going to be 3X, but then they're going to have, like, a little extra space in the chest area. I was about to say, titties. yeah, you got you to take, <laughs> like, take the underwire out of the jersey. Yeah, we don't need to take the underwire out of the This nigga just broke the podcast, bro. Don't tell me to take the underwire out of my jersey. But it's that's a really good idea. I would wear WNBA men's merch, and I don't understand why they don't have that because I absolutely would support that. I would spend I mean, real money on that. All I'm saying at this point, and this is no shot to anybody, certainly, because I, I think it's dope, but like this is no different from wearing the, the above-the-rim shooters jersey. This is yep. no different from the Bel Air jersey. This is no different from um, a Willie Beeman jersey. Like That shit yes. would be hard. Which I've been looking at copping is Willie Beeman jersey. Nah, I Willie like Beeman. I like those movie jerseys. That was a really yeah. good idea. That was a Amazon great idea. Killing the game with that. Yeah, I thought Will um, Smith's uh, Bel Air clothing line idea was hard too. Before he acted like an ass outside, like the print that he was selling on the shoot, like shit. that shit's hard. Like, but I can't He's like even fam. I just seen a, not to get on into him, but I just seen a post where he was showing niggas emancipation, and it was like some of the niggas that we love was there. First of all, let me get to the, it. Was fucking um, what's Kenya Barris was there. Dave Chappelle was there. Um, who else did I see in this picture? Doesn't matter. The funniest part, the two people that I thought were the funniest in this photo were um, uh, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. And you mm-hmm. can just tell ASAP Rocky is just so happy to be there because he would never be in the same room with Will Smith no. ever a day in no. his life. And he's like, I just know how to be in these rooms and only speak when spoken to. And he's doing a good job, not for nothing. He is. Um, he is. I don't know if we can compare, and I don't have this written down, but fuck it. I like talking to my nigga about shit like this. Like, I would say that ASAP Rocky is doing a great job of being husband and baby father to Rihanna right now. Yes, he is. He's he's killing it. Pete, I give him an applause. Another nigga, Offset. I know he got smoke with the Migos right now. Migos went from three to two. He's probably not looking so good in the light right now as a friend and a brother. We got to dive. As a husband to Cardi B and as a shout out to Cardi B. I think he kills that. I think he does a great job at that. I don't, I, I don't want. 
I don't want to get into that here. I think on the surface, I think for the for you know if anybody yeah for you know for the for the shit that we can kind of like yes, I think he does a great job. But they throw wanna, a lot of cereal boxes on the ground when they're arguing at home. Go. Him and Carl. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm, I'm sure. But here's here's what I actually wanted to ask you is give me a letter grade on how you think Big Sean is doing. Um, and he's actually on my list of topics for the week. I didn't think we was going to get to it, but I think we accidentally stumbled here. Big Sean and Janae Aiko had their baby shower, uh-huh. and they. We've seen pictures from the baby shower and all of that was on social media. And I had a question attached to this, but first Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, how do you think Big Sean is doing as, I feel like they're both like each other's spouses. Like they both took the back seat to their own careers. I mean, Janae's not taking the back back seat to Big Sean's baby's mom. And Big Sean's like, they're both taking the back seat. They're both taking music off and starting them off to just be together, which is cool. It's just weird. I I think from like just from a genuine like storyboard point of view, I think I want to give Sean and Janae as a couple like top hip hop honors. Like high, oh yeah, what is higher, it? Eighty seven, oh three, 20, 2088. I love twenty eighty. Like I love twenty eighty eighty twenty eighty eight as well. That's hard to say when you're trying to say I it love fast, them. but like even. And again, because we were around for the inception and the genesis of Jay-Z and Beyonce. And like mm. the beginning of that was kind of weird in, in the <laughs> culture. Like I still remember, don't get me fucked up. Like not not for nothing, like still. And, and a lot of people might not remember this, but like Beyonce being in the dirt off your shoulders video was like, oh, this is hard. Like, all right, now, yeah. now this kind of makes sense. But like before then, when, when the MTV Awards were still a thing and they was like was showing up together, weird. it was kind of you know what I'm saying? But like, I remember the awkwardness of it in the beginning before it was official. And, and, and even if you know more of the background about the, the, the Sean and Janae thing, you might, you know, feel a type of way about that. But like, because it seemed like a natural, like, hey, maybe we were running in the same circle and then maybe we, we caught a spark and like now we make this music and this music is kind of expressing something that's going on here. And it kind of like we, we were able to watch a seed be planted and kind of grow into what it is today. And I sure. think watching that part is beautiful um and then you know the icing on the cake for me was big sean with the burberry shirt on like for a nigga to be in tune like that like i I fucked with that hard body and like he really went to his detroit roots on that so like i i i give sean an a plus right now for 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 the for the baby daddy thing i think i think he's doing it quite well you want to know where he's probably gonna fail automatically for me the next album he puts out is going to stay. Thank you. You know it. <laughs> I don't want him to put out nothing right now. Like, I want him to spend Yo. maybe the first couple months with his baby and then give us something. Or y'all should, if they've been recording another 2088 project I'm here. during the, I'm here. I am totally I like here 2088 for that, as a group better than I like yes. Sean as an artist. At yes. This point. No, like, for not. Nah, and that's not a bad take. But like, if they were to give me a, if they dropped the album the same day she gave birth, fam, they win. Let's go. They let's win. Go. Okay, um, let, let's talk baby talk with Big Sean and Janae while we're here. Because mm-hmm. I actually had this written down to ask you. We saw pictures from their baby shower and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And regular people was there. And I fuck with that. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like, it was like, oh, Sai High the Prince is there showing up with a tricycle. How you, how you know they regular? How you just gonna call them regular? <laughs> well, regular. <laughs> I don't know none of their names. That's why I call well, them. Well, they're regular people. And I say that respectfully. Like, I love regular people. I'm a regular people. I'm and a I regular hope to people. stay that way. I'm a I regular mean, people. I ain't gonna lie to you. Right now while I'm recording. The two chains wasn't there. I'm right now while I'm recording, and tomorrow when this bitch drop, I ain't regular. Y'all gonna put some respect on my name. But any other day, and when I'm out like in public, you know I'm regular as fuck. Well, I I, I asked because 
if you're just close friends with Big Sean and you grew up with Janae when she was flat chested in middle school and everybody was there and it seemed like they were having a beautiful, amazing time, which I'm happy for. Mm -hmm. My question to you is, if you're Big Sean's regular ass friend from North Detroit High, what the fuck do you buy them for their baby shower? What do you get Big Sean and Janae Aiko's baby? I mean, for for you a know, baby shower gift. To, like I have enough trouble trying to figure out what the fuck to get you. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know but, how I solve the problem of like how do I buy a millionaire a gift? Like what the well, fuck? I, I, Does that mean I have to make it with my hands? I mean, same same thing that you guys did for us. You know, I'm gonna you know use a term that you used here for regular people. They should have an Amazon registry, fam. Like if they didn't provide an Amazon registry, then they did wrong. I'm I'm but not. What if the shit on their registry is all over three hundred dollars? Bro, they can't want Balenciaga diapers, bro. They can't, like, you can't, bro. I don't baby, think they would. Baby shit in them. You can, them. as a parent, and you know this, but as a parent, you will never turn down diapers, fam. No, I don't give a fuck if I got, got way too many. My Bring god more. dad sent me a text and was like, yo, what size diapers y'all need? I purposely waited to ask my wife, All like, sizes. hey, Just what size diapers whatever. do you want right now? But, like, what yeah. size diapers? Because we good, you know what I'm saying? But, like, what do you want? And she Real quick, she pro tip for anybody listening to this that might be preparing for a baby shower or to get a friend to give or any... Pro tip, if you're buying diapers for a baby shower, don't get newborn, don't get one. Get a big box of twos because, yeah, you might not be the hero the day of the baby shower. They're going to see those twos. They're going to squint up, but mm-hmm. you're going to win because they're going to throw them twos to the back of the baby's closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once them babies be in and them like, twos, they're going to love you. Yeah, you gotta, and you got to know to know, but like that newborn one stage, go quick. Like it go that, quick. That Everybody's buying ones. Everybody's part, buying yeah. ones. Everybody's part, buying ones. Buy the twos. And particularly for my son, you know what I'm saying? That's my son. So my son growing like my son. So he getting a bottle of big old ass. Get his, yeah, get, get, get the homie some twos. He, he got, got a big yeah. old ass. He got a big old belly, if nothing else, that's for sure. Uh so now it's a part of the podcast where I need to talk to you as a friend. Um we're gonna turn the show off for a little bit and get serious. Uh okay. I guess I'm semi happy to. I guess I'm semi happy to report to you with no actual news oh my that God. I did receive an offer from the job that I've been mm. waiting on for mm. months now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't know if it's well, it's celebratory, but as I told you before, once I tell you like that, I kind of got the job. That's really the last thing I can tell you because right. top Everything secret situation, top secret, right? That. Like not even trying to be funny. I can't really sit here and tell you what the job is or what I do or none of that shit. But what I can tell you is that. And this is something I've known for like two, two and a half months now. The job is like getting drafted to the Yankees, and I'll explain. Hmm. If some of y'all remember maybe 10 plus years ago when Big Poppy from the Boston Red Sox, if y'all are sports fans, got traded over there. Or no, he got traded to Boston. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole big hubbub. Damn, maybe it wasn't Big Poppy. It was one of them. There was a whole big hubbub about them having to shave to be on the team. Because it was part of their rich storied history that their players don't wear beards. Mm -hmm. I think I got drafted to one of those teams because I have to be fitted and be ready to wear a respirator system in my new job that I was offered. And if any of y'all know about respirators, you can't have a beard to be properly fitted for respirator. Now, here's where podcasting gets fun. Oh, my God. You're about to be a rapist. No pun intended. Sorry for the (laughs) See, there you go. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) You're going to fuck our algorithm again. Um, (laughs) So, now, I'm not even asking you, should I? Because that's not even the question. I absolutely am. Like, I'm... 
whatever they ask me to do, I'm doing it for this job. Like this job is serious. Like this is life changing. That mean that mean the pay, that mean the pay is up there. Say this oh, they're fucking, this fucking they have paid. Got to go. They they are paying. If they for wanted the beer, me to put my beard in a jar and bring it to work. Beer. They're paying yeah, you to cut the beer. Yeah, if they needed me period. to put my beer in a jar and bring it to work, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm talking shit, but like I might have had to like counter offer just off of that. Like, all right, can I get another five just because I got out? Well, remember we talked about this. Like, I think we jokingly talked about this one uh-huh. day, like a year ago, about like, man, what if the McDonald's endorsements can't call and Wes, we need you to shave your beard for the McDonald's mm-hmm. endorsement? He's like, dog, they can't see, pay me. Like, see, that's hey, but we talking about steady income. We're not talking a, about. But, I'm glad you highlighted that. That's a testament yeah. to everything's a truth until it's a lie. Like, That's, yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. is a truth until yeah. it's a lie. Like, I was potting right there, y'all. I'm not going to lie. But if Coca-Cola, <laughs> if Coca-Cola came with the six, seven-figure check and I got to cut the beer, we could, it's styles He's out gonna there. going to find a, a fly way to rock no beer. Yeah, we can style it. I, listen, I was me before I had this. Now, was I better yeah. me? I can't say. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? And I'm not even really... This ain't a decision to make. I'm not in limbo about this at all. The mm-hmm. day they tell me, like, I am I might even shave my shit before I start. <laughs> like, I might not even wait for them to tell me. Right. I might show up to my first day of training with my shit already down. Like, I don't, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm cutting you off, but I feel like I have important questions. So, like. Let's go. Are you going to cut it off or are you just going to cut it down? Like, I'm so concerned. We'll see. Because Here's even I, yeah, my wife were having this conversation earlier and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, I've looked back at some old photos where I just kind of had the, you know, what you would kind of consider like the, the essentially not the five o'clock shadow, but like, you know what I'm saying? Just Stop the lowest me. version of what you can get, you know what I'm saying? While still having a beer. Cause that's my face. It's just a little bit on top. You know, that's what, I'm what I plan on I trying to get. Off. I was about to say, try to get, but like, you want to know, what, to get know what scares me in any of these scenarios? Full blown firefighter or cop. Like, if you tell full me, full blown I can firefighter only... is the <laughs> shout out to Glove, man. <laughs> full, blown, full blown firefighter is the worst. Somebody telling me I got to go full blown firefighter, like, you better have nervous. firefighter money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah, better be paying yeah, like a firefighter yeah. if you want me to just like firefighters can only just have a stash, bro. A stash, bro. And I'm down and I'm down to do it for the bag. I ain't gonna lie. That's so crazy what niggas will do for the bag, but like So here's what I figure, right? And I've been in this situation before with jobs when they need you, like, oh, you gotta shave your beard down. I've learned that if you come in correct from the beginning and just beat them to it and make it where they don't ask you. And you come in all the way five o'clock shadow style, and you just yeah. like bring it down, bring it down all the way down. They might not. And you show up like that. They usually don't fuck off. with you if you show yeah, up yeah. like you're trying yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it yeah. already. For sure. I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody come in with a five o'clock shadow and then they go, "Yeah, that's too much shadow, bro. Like we need you to get in there and get that shit butt booty hole naked." Mm. So I think that's the approach I want to have because I can't go in there like this full beer because then they're gonna hand me a bick and be like go in there and get, yeah, get you busy shave or like can you go can you do goatee maybe oh, but even if i do a goatee it can only be stubble no but like damn this is damn can you can you like warn me before i gotta see you fam <laughs> <laughs> I like, if y'all can see the way wes is looking at me like i'm about to go away for a long time <laughs> <laughs> like you go into the navy or something and they about to cut your shit off like well here, here's the most important part about this I, talk I really, I really just hate when art imitates life because when I tell you me and my wife was just having this conversation yesterday, oh. bro, like and it's look, a don't real get thing. me don't get me wrong. I'm proud to do it. I'm happy to do it for this job. When I tell you I'm happy to do it, I'm happy to do it, bro. Right? Like they are. Nah, the, I feel you. I'm happy to do it. And we'll talk after the pot about like mm-hmm. you know, specific the particulars. But like, here's what got me stressed out 
it ain't about like not being attractive or not. Cause I can pull some shit off, bro. Like I'm me. Like I can make this work. Like, I'm get, me. I ain't scared of like I ain't gonna look I'm me. Now. Don't play with yeah, me. Yeah, like I'm me, bro. I'm gonna make it. I'm I'm me. Like I can I'm not worried about that. Here's so what these, I'm worried these about. These hoes around here know me, and not just because I'm the tallest black dude here. <laughs> Here's what I'm worried about. I start now. You was there when I I used to rock a goatee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You was there when I mm-hmm. used to cut your hair. I used to rock a goatee. Yeah. Do you know when I started growing my full beard out? Yes, I do. I can't remember. I started I growing I can't remember my if it was like before she was here or after, but it was yeah. the moment we found out Donovan was pregnant with my daughter. Yep. And particularly when we particularly when we found out it was a girl. That's when I was like, because I didn't even know I could fully grow it in. So and I, I was like, I'm about to have a daughter. I need a beard. I got to be a man. <laughs> because one, here was my here was my logic, and y'all follow me through my logic as a new dad to a daughter. My first thought was, well, daughters like beards, right? Like you you've seen this just play out amongst friends, and I've seen my friends like I even watched. I think uh, Milk's daughter be different towards men that have beards versus men that don't. And I was paying attention to that. Like, damn. If you, if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it, fam. Like it's a Jackie, thing, right? When I came around, Jackie was not used to seeing men with beards. So that was a part of me and her, like not really being able to build a relationship for like the first six mm-hmm. months. Cause she, it's I, a thing. I, I have a lot of pictures and videos of these kids. One video that I don't have that I wish that I had, I used to go over there late at night, right after they would go to bed and shit. And me and Janelle would be kicking it. And when I tell you, this baby literally used to still in diapers. She used to scoot down the steps, fam. And she would peek behind this wall and she would see me, fam, and she would fall out and cry on the steps. Like, <laughs> oh my God. She was like, this nigga is here again. Like she like Janelle, like you Janelle would have to call her down and be like, It's okay, baby. Like, you can go back to yeah. like she did not fuck with like, and it was all niggas with beard. It wasn't just me, but like the fact that I was there, it was it was me and I had a beard at that time. She was like, Oh no. Also, let's keep with let's keep with the theme of theme of our podcast and reeling each other back in when we skip over some important shit and try to just say it real fast. I'm not going to let you just say real fast. One time for all the creeps and the niggas out there living that life <laughs> that come over real late once the babies is in bed. Why you ain't let me get that off, bro? Why you ain't- no, you <laughs> pulled me back last week. I'm here to keep you accountable. And, and also, shout stay- out to everybody showing up after the baby goes to bed. Yeah, stay, stay, stay on track, though. But I also wanted to let you know, I meant to say this at the top of the pod. You are officially not alone in the official Lost Daughters First Tooth Fathers Club. I'm here with you. Hey, it's bro. I'm it's I'm here with While you. While you at it, Cameron lost her other front too. So her <laughs> gap is so she has nothing in the front. Oh man. I was joking. Great. I was joking with Mac on the phone the other day because he <laughs> fucked with Cameron Henry and I was showing him like, oh, she lost her other front tooth. And I was like, you know, when your kids lose their two front teeth, man, you really kind of don't want to fuck with them no more until yeah, they get nah, their teeth bro. back. Like, you like, walk in front back, of me. Man. Like, don't hold my hand. Walk in front of me. But anyway, I digress. Here's the other thing. And I know some of y'all have seen World Star and y'all have social media, y'all got Facebook accounts. Y'all have seen these videos of dads showing up without their beard and their daughters being devastated. You've seen these videos. No, right? these exist. I'm gonna have there to are videos. To. Okay, I'm oh gonna say it God. one more time so it shows up in your algorithm <laughs> for you. There Put are videos the online. Yeah, hold your hold your phone <laughs> to the mic. There are videos online of dads showing up with their beards cut off without warning their daughters and daughters like 
crying their eyes out, bawling tears, confused. They don't know who their dad is. And it's a real thing. It's a real, real thing. And I'm going to tell you, as a, what do you, what y'all call them on the internet? Dad, daughter, as a quote unquote uh, hashtag girl dad, dad, daughter, girl, dad, girl, dad. Thank you. As a girl, dad. And I love my daughter. Like me and Cam are like this, like, that's my nigga. Like, you know, me and Cam is tight. Cause I make fun of her. Like, you know what I mean? Like I try to hurt her feelings. That's because I love her. So I am terrified at the thought of my daughter not recognizing me because my beard is gone. Because mind you, I've had it since she was in this world. Mm -hmm. She's never seen my face. You got to. And even if she like is taken aback a little bit and then like realizes like, oh, that's my dad. And then comes close and touches my face. I ain't gonna lie. That will break my heart. Bro. Radical, like I cannot handle my daughter being shaken up behind me. Radical, losing my beard. That's what rad, I'm worried about. Radical soft dad idea. And I guess it's not even like uh, that. I radical wonder if you're anymore. about to say, I wonder if you're about to say what my plan is. I'm curious here. You got to do it in front of her. I'm going to have her do it. My got, plan yeah, is you have to. to turn on the clippers, make yes. it a fun thing. Hey baby, you want to cut daddy's hair? She's going to say, yeah, anything. If I said, hey, baby, you want to play in a, lot, in a volcano with dad? She's going to yeah. say, yeah, like she'll do anything with dad. <laughs> so if I go in there and I turn on the Clippers and I'm like, oh, you want to do it? You want to play in the Clippers? You want to do daddy's hair? She's going to say, yeah. So Absolutely. my plan is to give her the Clippers. Let her just go hog wild in my shit. Yeah. And my, and my first, the first and thing we're that doing I was, it together. Yeah. The first thing that I was going to say until I realized who the fuck that you was, I was going to be like, you got to take her to the barbershop with you. You're not going to a barbershop. You don't have no. to, <laughs> you don't have to go there for that. Not for the beard. You can do that at home by yourself. Hey, so like, back yeah. home though, it would have been a back home. I would have took her to the barbershop, sat in a chair I mean, and let yeah, her do sure. it like that. And, yeah. And did all of that. But like, yeah, you just gotta, like you say, you you have the better idea of letting her participate in that. So she really gets it and it ain't going, it ain't going to be a shock fact. Cause I, I, I ain't going to lie to you i remember um i'm trying to think how oh i remember when my dad went from the full beard to the chin strap fam and it was one of the weirdest things to see like what the <laughs> oh you two thousand oh you two thousands now okay you're part of the you're part of the two thousands in two thousand one okay i understand what's oh, going you on two thousands now is the worst insult to give to the nigga that gave you birth in two thousand it wasn't bad it wasn't bad it was fresh it oh was you two thousands now I can see him walking in with a chin strap and like, remember when they used to make the jeans with like that shiny finish to him? <laughs> Why did yeah, they put yeah, shiny yeah. finish on Jean. denim? Yeah, I don't want the sheen uh, fucking jeans. I'm cool. Yeah, that, that bro, that shit got me shook up. So I, I was hoping that you would endorse my plan on that. I really think that there's no other better way to approach this than just having her participate. I mean, because so that that's what it's I'm not saying, a shock like, and we can ease into it, right? I would be traumatic if you put me on the bus with a full beard in the morning and then when I got off the bus in the afternoon, <laughs> you was a firefighter. Like, oh my God. <laughs> that's not I my feel dad. Like she no, might cry. That's not my dad. Stranger danger, stranger danger. Like, you I might feel like she might this? actually cry. Like, she would be staring at me so hard. She would like trip over the speed bump on the way home now like, all kind of shit she still might have that moment after it's all said and done but like she can process mm. and she can adjust and like you're not a, you're not a stranger danger because you wasn't the nigga that put me on the bus this morning fam like i can't not, do that like I, yeah like i i try i try not to do that even though it wouldn't matter at this point now but like sometimes my kids look at me crazy when i get a haircut and like that's just a testament of me only getting a haircut every like six weeks or so <laughs> but that's, like, that's on you that's yeah that's on, on me but like you know, sometimes they be like, "Yo, you got your haircut." Like, so sometimes they literally say, "Like, you don't look like friend." Like, goddamn, <laughs> like am I just, am I just a fucking bum? Who like, am I to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
one day we're going to have a conversation that me and my wife had just yesterday. We don't have enough time to get into it. But I explained to okay, maybe we can talk about the surface level, right? All right. I was kind of explaining to her man protocol in the best way I knew how to break it down the cat way, right? Like homie shit protocol, right? Like you got homies and shit. They're your good friends. So you know your good friends, wives, girlfriends, babies, moms, whoever they're involved with, right? But I was trying to explain to her from a male perspective how when you got a homeboy and your homeboy got a girl, it don't matter what she look like. She don't exist in your mind. So like, you know how sometimes a girl be like, man, you know, do you uh, think your, 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 your man's, your, your homeboy's baby's mom is pretty and like, bitch, I don't know. I ain't never looked at her. Like, she's yeah, like, not nah, even a person my, to me. Yeah, that's my homeboy's baby. And like, not for nothing. She's like, not I, even real. Like, she's an NPC. That's, right? that's so crazy. Like, as much as I know Donnie V, like, I, like, I, yes, I think Donnie V looks great. Like, but that's Cat's wife. Like, I, I don't have a real she opinion about that. She don't even exist. Like, <laughs> I don't have a real opinion about that. Like, yeah, she looks great. Whatever. Like, I was not, trying I, my not, best to explain gonna, it without not, sounding like an asshole, gonna, but yeah, you end not, up sounding like an asshole. And I'm not going to tell our business on this podcast, but you know what anniversary just passed a few days ago. The 10 we year. We talked about that, too. We talked about year, that, too. The 10 year and the five year, bro. That's nuts. We talked like, about that, too. And I was even telling her in that circumstance, I'm like, Dog, you got to understand, some of these people have been NPCs my entire life. Like, I can't, I don't even really see you as an individual. That sounds terrible. But you're not even a real person to me. We're not going to get into too much detail. But after 10, 21, 17, my level of respect for you leveled up so much. Bro, I said that's so that's one of the realest niggas I know of all time. And I'll never forget. Bro, one day we're gonna really bro, like sit down over our omelets and really talk about shit. We, we never ha- talk about yo, anything. We, we were having a family meeting is still a top line in my in my catalog. We're just having a family yeah. meeting. We were just Every talking some things meeting. out. Just gotta figure some shit out. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like, no, you're right. I, don't, I have zero opinion on that. Like, yeah, Donnie, she looks great. What? But like, I'm I'm gonna tell you that, and it's gonna be so matter of factly. You might think I'm dissing her, but I really like don't know. But even in that, it's a she looks great, like how your sister looks great. You For know sure. what I mean? Like sure. you're saying yeah. she looks great the same way you're saying Jessica looked great on national that television. That part, absolutely. <laughs> it's the same way. Like, oh, she absolutely. looked great. They did a good job with her makeup. I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. And on the subject of male perspective and not to get too deep into that, and I feel like I do that a lot on this podcast. I'm y'all sorry, but I got I gotta be protected. There's certain shit we can't say on here. I say a no, lot. I never. There's certain shit that we can't say. Well, that's say. why y'all listen to us, because we real niggas, and real niggas always know what can always, and can't be on always. the mic. You know what I'm saying? But like some of that, um, some of the some of the, you know, of the letters community, some of that T stuff, you know, kinda uh instance way a little closer to home, right? And I feel huh? so ignorant for this being my response when it came to that, but like my one of my responses was ask her if she's ready for the truck to come through the window. If her answer is no, she don't feel like no boy. Then you didn't fully, <laughs> you didn't fully Are you fully yeah, prepared for a meteor to fall through your living room door right now? Are you? Are you? Do you feel like? Are you worried you, about it? Do you feel like you could gather every member of your family in a six alarm fire? Because yes. let me tell you, let me tell you, I have insurance is not an answer. That's not what no. we're looking for. Are you actively worried about your car catching on fire with your family inside of it at all times? That's what That's I'm saying. What I'm asking. Can, can you wake up in the middle of the night to smoke inhalation and attempt to get all, your first goal is to get every member of your family out of the home? If not, I don't know what to tell you. Do you have the wherewithal to save your six-year-old daughter and get your Jordans out of the bedroom window before the smoke inhalation 
makes his way into the bedroom. Because if you're not always actively thinking about that, I don't think you fully transitioned just yet. Not I saying mean, you can't, you just haven't yet. I mean, Sierra made the song, but it had a melody to it, so. <laughs> Let's talk more family shit, because I had this road down last week, because remember I was trying to tell you about Chicago, but we ran out of time because we was laughing way too Please hard about get, how oh, crazy did we, we made it to Chicago Stories, part of the pod? We, we back on Chicago Stories again, because w- this was really something deep I wanted to talk to you about, because I feel like me and you have like the same thoughts a lot of times. And I was like, I wrote it down because I was like, I think Wes going to feel me on this because you a family man, like I'm a family man. I feel like we're similar types of family men. And I feel like this thought that I had on the airplane, on the way to Chicago and on the way back, and I'm going to see if you feel me on this, right? There was a point in time on the way to Chicago, uh, let's say on the way back from Chicago, right? Like you up in the air, you above the clouds, 72% of the plane is asleep, the cabin lights are off. You got can your I, earbuds can in. I ask you just another man question in the midst of all of this? Of course. And you were ready for the plane to go down, right? At all times. All right. Bro, I, I keep my sure. text, I keep my text threads open. And mind you, I'm not even gonna text my wife that the plane is going down. <laughs> I'm gonna leave her a voice message so she can hear the love and fear in my voice. Like I need that, I need that to fuck up her mind forever. So she'll traumatic. I, f- I forgot you do. You want somebody. I want to it to be traumatic. So she'll <laughs> never be able to date again. Like if she can hear my voice as the plane's going down, there's no way she's going to go fuck a basketball player. Cause she heard me die. Because, I want that for her. Because wiping tears with Benjamins does nothing for your grief. <laughs> so what I was saying, I'm looking out the window. I'm in that calming, like, you know, you're 30,000 feet, whatever the, the, the lineage is on that. And I'm looking out the window and I kind of like, when you're up in the sky in a plane, you have certain epiphanies that you just can't have on the ground. You just can't, right? And you know, when you're flying over people's whole cities and whole lives and their whole existences, and they don't even know you up in the sky looking down at their whole property and shit it kind of makes you start getting real introspective about shit, right? And I'm looking down and I'm like, man, there's some people's whole existence going on down there that I don't know nothing about. Like, this kind of falls in line to me saying the universe is way too big for your little ass problem. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know what niggas is going through underneath you when you're above them in an airplane. And I started thinking like, man, people got their whole lives down there, their jobs, their families, their existence, their day-to-days, all of that's going on. I'm just flying over top of it without a care in the world, right? And Then I got to thinking about myself and my own situation. I'm like, man, it's kind of wild to me that I'm taking a plane from Chicago to New Mexico when I was born and raised in Columbus. And I have this place that I call home, right? This very particular latitude and longitude spot Mm -hmm. that is my spot where my things are, where the people that love me are, where my children are. And this is the place that I report to and I have to get back to no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. And then that even started tripping me out more. Like, you know that there's like a scientific study on like, if you're up on a high bridge or you're on a rooftop and you look over the edge, there's a pulling force that psychology, like psychologically as humans, we start thinking about what if I jumped, mm-hmm. right? It ain't like you're suicidal or you want to kill yourself. Right. There's a There's a study, there's a pulling force that most people think about what if I jumped. It ain't that you want to kill hey. yourself. You're just like, huh. Th- That's th- one thing I don't know about is what it would feel like if I jumped. Thank you for saying that because I thought a nigga was suicidal for a little bit. Like, no, I it's, it's a scientific study. We all have those thoughts because okay. your mind can't help but wonder what experiences that you've never experienced feel like. So That's your legit. body is like, mm, 
that would be weird. I wonder what that would feel like. So I started thinking in the plane, like I got this place that I call home, this destination in New Mexico, thousands and thousands of miles away that I have to get back to. I got to take a plane, then I got to take a car, then I got to make sure I get back to the specific address. And then I got to thinking, what's stopping me from just walking into the abyss and never returning? Like, what if I just dropped my phone in the airport, left my bags and just walked into the desert and just never, never, never told nobody and just never went home and just never went anywhere and just walked until I died? I mean, There's nothing like, stopping you from doing it. You, you sound like what probably my brothers would describe as my dad in the 80s, nigga. Like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> is that a weird thought to have? I even thought about that in Chicago. Like, I'm in Chicago. Yeah, I got my phone. My wife knows I'm here. I'm on a work trip. But there's literally nothing stopping me from leaving all my stuff, my phone, my wallet, and everything, yeah. walking out of this hotel room and just walking into the streets of I Chicago, mean, never to be heard from again. It's definitely not illegal to have $9,999 on you. And with that, you can definitely change your name and all <laughs> that in, in a new city where people can't find you. Like... I can totally see that being a thing. But again, I think that's credit to what you were saying. Like the, the brain goes into somebody's and like you, I think you, I think you recognize at a point in time, how easy it is. Like, yo, what if my, you know, what if they knew I was on my way from, you know, New Mexico to Chicago or back and forth, however the hell it goes, but I had to stop in between in South Dakota. And what if I just, I just didn't get on my collecting flight. <laughs> yeah. He just wanted to, and that's the last camera footage of you ever. This nigga got in a yellow cab and we don't know anything. <laughs> like, that's why I love you, bro, because I mean, that's what I be thinking about. Because you always see shit like this on Unsolved yeah, Mysteries. And it's just all, like, man, I was just about he say, was that's supposed it. to come back from a work trip. And that's what that's Unsolved the, Mysteries The last footage up. we have is of him standing at the Starbucks. They'd be out. like, he put, he put on his favorite pair of dress shoes and a blazer. And then when he walked out of the airport, he had on a T-shirt and jeans. And that's the last time he was ever seen. Like, God damn, he hated everybody. Like, (laughs) And what if it's not that? That's that's why you're the best potter. Because what if it's not that? What if you just got hypnotized? Like, sometimes people actually jump off the cruise ship. And maybe the hypnotism of the thought was so strong that you just acted on it. Like, what if it's not that you hate your family and you want to get away from your wife? What if you just are too compelled by the mystery and the wonder of what if I actually did that shit? Nigga played a 20-year April Fool's on his family. Like, yo, I just seen a window. I saw I, I got out of there. I just wanted to see if y'all was going to come looking. For, these niggas spent their whole life looking for this dumbass nigga, and he been welding shit in the factory in Utah for 20 fucking years just because he had an idea to leave his family. Like, what? This nigga work at a mom-and-pop pizza yeah. shop. <laughs> In the middle of North Dakota. Got a whole new family. Like, this nigga did all types of wild shit just because he could. But, like, I mean, you know, it, it's it's definitely possible. But, like, I think I think so many niggas was traumatized by that in the 70s and 80s. That's an old trick now. Yeah, you can't, really, you can't that cause old. that wave again. Like, nobody wants to be the start of that ripple effect again. Oh, uh, he went to the store. Dog, every, the age old, he went to the store to get milk and never came back. Like, he went to Chicago to get I mean, training and you never hit, came man, back. You, you hit me the other day talking about Ish and Pod, and I don't know if he was talking about this scenario, but on one of those joints, that's what he was saying. He was talking about how he didn't have such a great relationship with his father. I just he, made it to that episode. He was saying how his father didn't have a great relationship with, you know, with his father. With and according father. to the story that he knows, the father got dressed for work one day and just never came back home. Like, I know when he said that, that tripped me the fuck. I said, wait Bro, a minute. But that's, back you know up. how, you know how, fam, we always talk he about went to right, work and never came back. We always talk about fences here on this podcast, fam. Like, Denzel just went back home. 
He had the family down the He just street. went back home. He, he just, just chose to go, to back, go home. back home. Like, bro, the older not, I get, the that iller is, that movie bro, is. It bro. is, bro. But that's like a regular story from the 70s and the 80s, dog. Like, niggas literally would have other families or other shit and would literally leave home one day and just never fucking return. And like, it got, and like, not for nothing, I joke about the shit here, but you know, to get, but like, my brother tells stories like, like he remembers my dad leaving in the 80s. Like, that's that got to fuck with you a little bit. Like, yo, I, like, vividly I remember, remember the last the time I watched him walk out the living room. I watched him walk out the door when I was five. And then, like, the nigga ain't really, like, when we wasn't really tight again until I was, like, 12 <laughs> or 13. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't. So. Bro, like, that's got to be, like, LeBron leaving the heat <laughs> and just going back to Cleveland. Like, you just, like, wake up one him day and decide to, to change Cleveland. all our lives? Telling him he going back to Cleveland and the jet lost radar somewhere over the Pacific Ocean. You know what I'm saying? And we just never see LeBron fucking James again. But like, there's no confirmation on what happened to him. Like, nah, that's weird. We can't do. We can't yeah, do this. Bro, they only they still ain't figured out the Bermuda Triangle in 2022, nigga. Like, and nobody's even looking actively no, to try to figure it out. No. We just leaving it the fuck alone. Like, yep. as you get older, I guess maybe either your brain starts rotting and deteriorating, and stupid shit becomes interesting, or you really start thinking a little bit harder about shit. Like, cause it was easier when you was 12, 13, watching unsolved mystery, scaring yourself to death because your parents was at work and left you home. And of course you choose, chose the scariest shit on TV to watch when you was home alone. And then you're like, yeah, he just disappeared at the airport. This is the last footage. Prepare yourself. You're going to see him in his dress shoes. You're going to see his for actual the last footage. Time. Right. <laughs> like, it's some ill shit. And you think, like, bro, a monster definitely ate that nigga. And the monster yeah, probably didn't, bro. He probably just, uh, he just hated kept his fam- walking. Yeah, he just hated his family, bro. He wanted to get out of there. You think it probably fucked with him thinking about it? Like, dog, I'll probably never be a part of a rivalry as great as Rock and Stone Cold. So why am I even on this business trip? Do you think that fucks with people like, cause I'm not the type of person, like I, I take pride in being very regular, but I went to school with people that had big dreams and shit like, oh, I'm going to go to California state and be a doctor. And I've been prepared for this all my life because my parents are successful and maybe they didn't end up being that thing. And do you think it like actively drives them crazy? The older and older they get, the further and further they get from that dream. Uh, I would I would have to assume it fucks with them, but you know, of course, you know, pot potting and you know, thinking while you talking. I, I thought of a scenario, and let me let me okay. know how you feel about this one. Lay it on me. I feel I feel like you are um, free from being a victim of this, but let me know how you would feel, particularly in this situation. Um, and you're free from being a victim of this because you and your wife have been together for 20 years, and you don't really have you know maybe this uh, opportunity for that to have happened to you on the table. But like, what if you was out here? Reckless, dangerous with your dick, skeet, skeet, skeeting all over the place. Going crazy. One of the babes you went crazy on just disappears. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not 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 on no unsolved mysteries type shit, but like we just lost contact. Like, even this is before creation of Facebook, any of that shit. And like right, you couldn't reach out. They just I don't gone. even really remember what the bitch name is. Like, you be looking <laughs> for it for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? So like it's it's just off into the abyss, but like maybe 20 years go by and then you get that random message or you get that random phone call that says, Hey, you might be my dad. Oh my God, bro. Like it's crazy. because I don't know if this is just a standard worry of men, just like how it's related to, even though it's completely out of the realm of possibility, you worry about it. Like you worry about a meteor falling out of the sky onto your particular house, right? It just chose your crib. I it's already unlikely that a meteor is just going to fall out the sky. 
it just happened to be your house that it hit. So right. even though it's out of the realm of possibility, there was a time in my life when I used to think about, I think it was like at the beginning of now we getting into some real shit. I think it was in the beginning of like MySpace days and shit like that because the internet was the wild, wild west and shit like that was loose. I knew that I didn't have that possibility, but remember lying was way more fluent than it is now. Like bitches still lie, but the right. line was easier to get off because we didn't really know how to check receipts. Right. And I used to worry like, what if a bitch just got bored and just decided to lie on me one day? Like, how right. could I prove this wrong? Right. The same way, and my wife knows this, we've had this conversation before, like when Maury was real popular and on TV, and it used, I used to always worry about the lie detector test. Like, bro, the lie detector test goes off of your heart rate right? All and how, freak, like how much you're has, freaking out. That actually has I nothing freak to do out with all the time. Yeah, all I do is freak out. Them bitches have nothing to do with the shit you're actually saying out of your mouth. <laughs> if you, it, bro, if you hook me up to a lie detector test right now, live fail. on the podcast, and ask, ask me, like, me if your name did is, did you Chad? grow up in Columbus, Ohio? You will see that shit start spiking. Like, oh my god, he's asking me. Why is he asking me that? Like, I'm just, I am just tightly wound like that. So I used to always explain to my wife, like, you can't never take me on that because I'm going to get every question wrong. Wrong. Everything's <laughs> going to be wrong because, like, I'm going to freak out. Like, why are you even hooking me up to this? What's the saying over there? Like, I would freak out. Hey, you look like one of them after the lie detector test determined everything was allowed on the test. This nigga, baby, 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 please, baby, baby, no, baby, I was nervous. Baby, Bro, you know I me. I used to actively worry about that. Like, I don't know how I'm going to prove that I don't have three kids by this person I never met. Like, how can I prove it if the DNA Dead. don't say what it's supposed to say? But they ask such dumb questions on Maury. Uh, when your wife found the girl you were texting in your phone, did you have sex with her? Like, no. <laughs> I, bro, that's you're a genius because I used to think about that like, bro, in the time it's taking me to try to like really process the question you're asking me, my heart rate is going insane. I'm trying to think like because Maury would ask very specific questions like on January 37th at the Toys R Us distribution center, did you have sex with your second shift manager? And then you're like, hold on, bro. Was I working who at the distribution that? Yeah, you'd be like, who was that? Like, I have zero clue about any of this information. What are we talking about? Fail. Like, all, all yeah, your thoughts. Like, oh, you got me. <laughs> like, fam, like, who, who's ever calm in an interrogation? Like, let's talk about that period. Whether it be your girl with the I need to talk to you or the cops or the lie detector test man. Like, fam, I'm not answering no fucking. I stopped answering my mama's questions at 17, nigga. Like, fuck your questions. Bro, you got to be patching my homes in the pocket to be able to just be cool and calm yeah. under those extreme circumstances. I'm not built to have wires hooked up to me and ask difficult questions. Because it's hard enough for me to try to remember what the fuck I said last week on here, and it's recorded. Yeah, they hook more shit up to you on them tests than they do at the fucking hospital when there's something wrong with you. Like, get all this shit off of me. <laughs> well, uh, as you say that, let's get this show the fuck up off of us. This has been the Dipped in Butter program, man. We appreciate y'all listening to each and every last one of our lies and each and every last one of our episodes if you're one of those particular people that like to fuck with us on a weekly basis and hey man if you're behind some weeks that's okay too we like that man that's why podcasts are dope my name is Kat uh, I would say catandcrunch.com but don't eat cereal man it's bad for you it'll really have you fucked up out here I was looking at pictures my wife was showing me a picture of me just last year with like Cameron on my shoulders and I had a wife beater on and I was like Jesus Christ. My nobody out of control. Don't let me live like that. <laughs> All 
Uh, you know, I mean, self-reflection is the best reflection. Fuck the one that you see in the mirror, you know what I'm saying? Um, damn, look at me with the bars. It's your boy, West No T, and all that other shit that you know me for. Um, you know, XYZ, one, two, three, all that other shit. Yes, sir. Like I say each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And don't that sound different this week, man? Look out the plane window and just make sure you go home, bro. Just don't keep walking. Don't let this podcast get you to thinking because we don't know how the human brain really works all like that, man. You might hit one of them bad pockets and be on one of these episodes of a Netflix special. So just be careful and make sure you get home. Uh, absolutely i can co-sign that and i'll start it with you know rule number one around here is tell a friend to tell a friend not only about the podcast where we um give you valuable gems that you should not pawn but also if you do want to walk out of that um airport in utah you know the beer gotta go um you know the beer gotta go for, for <laughs> that's for the proper, first thing for proper purposes or if coca-cola calls and offers you six seven eight nine figures just go ahead and get that shit out of there lies are lies until they are the truth um and then rule number two mind your motherfucking business Yes, sir. We'll catch y'all next week. You have officially been dead.